You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, it's uh, Wonder Woman, obviously, because Wonder Woman is uh, the big bad thing. That's the thing. Uh, Took over uh, the box office, really. Uh, Yeah. Some kind of crushing numbers uh, for the weekend. A little over 100 million. And then uh, it's funny because uh, this (laughs) watching uh, over the course of the weekend, this movie started reminding me of CBS, right? Because it was like... (laughs) I know. How did it do that? Because... uh, the movie started going, uh, biggest uh, oh, right, okay. money of oh, this see. weekend. Biggest right. female director movie of a superhero right. movie. Biggest female-led superhero movie. Biggest opening from an, an Israeli pageant Wednesday. winner. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was like, right. it just kept coming up with new ways, which is what <laughs> CBS does all they the do. time, right? Like, they do. It's very funny. The, the They're creative sometimes. Hottest right. new comedy released after... September 29th. <laughs> They're all the superlatives <laughs> in every yeah. high school yearbook. It's you never got knew. like every other thing. Yeah. And actually, okay, so that unwittingly led me into a thing. Superlatives? Uh, because uh, CBS's new comedy, number one new comedy with something in an asterisk after it, Kevin yeah. Can Wait, uh, oh, was right. this year's uh, biggest comedy, supposedly, whatever. Right. Um, CBS has a way to tell you why it's the number one show, and you can go find out, I guess, if you want. But anyway. I'll just take their word for um, it. You know, just a few days ago, they announced that now Leah Remini is going to be in season two as yeah. a series regular. Right. Uh, she was on the finale, supposedly. You I'll, didn't see I'll it? I'll take their word for it, too. <coughs> no, I watched, yeah. like, four episodes of that show, and I was kind of out. You're done. Yeah. It's not terrible, and actually, there are some people in the show that I like. So um, right. there's uh, his daughter's boyfriend. Um, I've his, never seen it. And I don't remember his name, but he used to be on Bones a long time ago, and I okay. like the actor. That he's guy. Really cool. So, you know, I like it that he's got a job, right. so that's cool. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so mediocre as a goal (laughs) the the, the show basically that it's you know it's not it's not that funny it's just it's very in a way cbs right Mm -hmm. i mean cbs for me as a network is like (laughs) trying to be the thing on in the background it's like right. shows you can watch without having to watch them too hard (laughs) having to try that's a hell of an endorsement that's what they are. I get man. it. All get those, it. all every <laughs> cop Excuse show, me. one after another, and mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, but it's <laughs> you know it's okay. It's right. I'm not gonna say that it's awful, but it's j- just not for me. I got Yours, yeah. other things. Right. It, it did not crack the <laughs> order of importance. Right lineup that makes it into something that I'm going to watch every week. And, uh, I mean, I've caught a couple more episodes, maybe, like, here and there. Yeah. But, I don't know, it just didn't win me over. It's not hugely funny. But anyway, as soon as they announce Leah Remini's going to be a regular, then they announce that they've fired his wife. Yeah. 
What the hell? Or she quit? I was she fired? No, no, I heard no. They they got rid of her. Oh. No, they. Uh, well, I know they got rid of her. Well, but anyway, I, uh, how they got rid of okay, her was a little bit. What I've heard <coughs> is that they let her go, and the show is going in a different direction. the The show yeah, wanted right. to go in a different direction for the second season. This is like the craziest thing I've ever heard in a long time in yeah. television. Uh, yeah. You've got a show. He's a retired cop. Yep. So it, they have kids. Uh, he hangs out at the local pizza place every once in a while because right. apparently they had that in their budget to have. They took over some. <laughs> right. They took over some uh, Jesse set or something yeah, where they right. used to <laughs> sit at this place and have pizza, um, and which is it's all weird anyway. But he's with his ex cops, and it's you know it's like we've got. The, the, the doofus friend and right, I mean right, it's it's right. all very formulaic and weird and boring but um but like I said it's not terrible but anyway it's like his wife and now he's retired and he doesn't want to do anything really right right <laughs> and you know hilarity ensues and now we don't have his wife anymore right what it, how do and we they're not we, even going to be there to, what do we not ha, how what does that mean they're going to write her out somehow so, quick it's just you know it, i don't know it's just very bonkers. well uh, the only reason i saw the headline was because i i knew leah remini was coming back and then i saw whatever right, you know right. exits and the show followed, and i went i went that's kind of strange quick, and right. i thought i looked at it i looked at it very quickly it's like when you're working at a place and someone's like did you hear mark got fired and then I'm like, I, I heard Mark quit. <laughs> right. One right. of them's right and one of them's wrong, right. you know. So I don't know. But I, I ultimately don't care. Yeah, I don't so. I, I don't know. It just seems like. Uh, but it does seem very strange. It seems That's like a, weird... a very weird thing to have. You know, if you, ha- if you had a show. <laughs> the, the backstory about this is more interesting than the show to me. Right. Like, I want to know exactly. why, ha- why she left and why is Leah coming back more than I care about anything about the show. Right. Sorry. It's, <clears throat> it, it seems to me like one of those things where if there was a show. And, you know, it just barely got renewed. Yeah. Like, fine, we'll try it out. But we're going to mix things up a little. Right. But if you're trying to sell me on the fact that it's the number one new comedy in the same (laughs) sentence that you're saying, man, we're going a whole other way. Yeah, right. (laughs) We're shaking it up. Yeah, that just seems weird. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, before we get to Wonder Woman, which uh, not only, I think, you know, took over at the box office, but everyone loves. And yeah. the movie has been, I guess, somewhat famously at this point, hyping its own Rotten Tomato score. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, God, yeah. I was going to run through the movies that are coming up for uh, June because it's a huge month. And yeah. there are a lot of less noticeable things among the giants. Right. So I just wanted to, uh, you know, throw out what's coming up. And as you mentioned, uh, when we were <laughs> starting this movie, yeah, we should maybe just throw out real quick. Not that everybody doesn't know this anyway, but uh, how Rotten Tomato works. Yeah, you've got to cover <laughs> this. Rotten Tomatoes has it because, at ninety three again, ninety three percent. So it, it has been a while uh, since I have, <laughs> I guess, taken voice, them on. Voice my concern <laughs> at Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I I hate that people talk about Rotten Tomatoes right. in that way when you like see them you know put it on the cover of the DVD release or something they do you know certified fresh and yeah. you know this percentage whatever right uh, because 
so this movie for a while, and now I guess it's gone down a it's little. It's gone down but three. For a while, it was like 98 or 96 yeah. or yeah. Wh- whatever. Last time I saw it, it was 96, so... It it was uh, huge, and everyone's going ninety six, and people start thinking, and and this is why they do it because they know that people are stupid and are going to think this, right? right? That right. that means that everybody loved this film, right? And if it had nine on Metacritic, <laughs> then you'd be into something, right? right? Then right. that is what that means, right? <laughs> because it's it's what the ratings are. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it's either fresh or rotten. And really, all it means is somebody gave it a five or better. Right. To be fresh. It's not even better than five. Yeah. It's five or it's better. It's five or and better. And you're fresh. Right? right. So that means like five out of ten. So that means everyone could think this movie is meh. <laughs> everyone could go, fine, it's okay. I give right. it a five. Right. And it would still be the same amount of fresh. It doesn't really. Right. It, it doesn't translate. But when People see it on the poster or right. on the TV spot where they're saying that it's 96% fresh. Right. Then everyone is going to go, this is the greatest movie of all time. And everyone has loved it. Is that better than Cats or it, you know, whatever? It, and, that, and that's the reciprocal too, right? So when it's 93 right now, so that means 7% have said it's not fresh, but right. they could have rated it 4 they didn't right, have to rate exactly. it zero. Right, right. It's really the tipping point between the seesaw. But they the might seesaw, have, and you don't know. And you have no clue. Because they don't, and that, for a long time in the beginning, long time listeners will know, we used to throw it towards Metacritic and, and Rotten Tomatoes right, right. every once in a while just to see what, what they said and where we were at. I always liked Metacritic. I never liked Rotten Tomatoes, and I never really was able to pinpoint why. I just went a couple times and never went back. But when you explained it to me, I realized that's probably the idea because sometimes it seems like something is ninety percent fresh and the film sucks. Right, and you keep going, and it's just so you keep going to Rotten Tomatoes to see it to get a feel for a film, mm-hmm. and you right. go you go to the movie and you go that was only a five, right? And then you go to Rotten Tomatoes and it's like eighty eight percent. Yeah, it's really strange. And you're going, well, it should be way better than that. And right. then you go, oh wait. And I uh, like, and I've always liked that Metacritic, which they try to do an actual average or an aggregate of the scores for something. And, it, and some reviewers don't give scores, but they read the right, review right. and they they they, they assign it. This sounds number. like a three, right? And, and they're usually pretty close. Um, yeah, I and, I, and I needed other, you. I love it when you. Is that I've gone to a lot of movies when I used to check Rotten Tomatoes more frequently, but yeah. I've gone to a lot of movies where I'm thinking, you know, that was a six or a maybe even a seven right. on a good day, so it's not too bad. And you go to Rotten Tomatoes and it's like eight percent, right? Because everyone gave it four, right? Right? <laughs> and right. you're going right, and and so so, so something is uh, you know com- completely yeah. horrible. You're like on. It's two percent fresh, or it's eight percent fresh. This must be the worst movie ever. Even and that's not what it means. Even their icons are really confusing. I, I can't describe them on on the podcast. A little splatter but, of rotten. Yeah, well, the splatter is obviously not fresh. There's like a regular tomato next to Captain Underpants, and it says that's eighty five percent. And then there are these tomatoes with these like golden things around them. Oh, that means but, it's certified fresh. But. Yeah. But some of them aren't as high as Captain Underpants. Right. So something at 81% has a stronger looking icon. Right. Captain I, Underpants probably so doesn't have... You have to have a certain number of... Before they lock you in as beating this. Before yeah. it anyway, Metacritic is better. 
and yeah, Rotten Tomatoes uh, just Rotten sucks. Tomatoes has the certified fresh where basically what they do is uh, they wait until no matter what other people give it, it's not going to bring it back down enough oh. or whatever. You well, know? I mean, even if everybody <laughs> else great. gives it a zero. Yeah. Who can, you yeah. Know, once we started hearing a lot about it, I was like, man, you please, you just got, I love hearing the Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> you know, thing. Just go after them again. So. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I just think, I mean, it's fine if, if, but if you were on board with what they mean by it, sure, you wouldn't put it on your poster. Sure. You're only putting it on your poster because you think you're tricking people. And, you and know you, what I mean? And you in essence are. And you, you know, are. So, yeah. But anyway. Rotten Tomatoes has been around forever, too. They were one of oh, the yeah, first. Yeah. Like, Ain't It Cool, Rotten Tomatoes. I remember them being early pioneers on internet space. Yeah. And I think that's really, like, they're around because people just went to them. And then they still go because <laughs> right. it's bookmarked. It's like, you know, it's, it's like you start typing rotten. And it's, it's like just, having it your right AOL up. email. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I still have a MySpace page. I I'm like to pretend you, uh, that I have an AOL yeah, right. email every once in a while. Right. Someone will ask me. for. Somebody email. wants to get in touch with you. Tell them to hit you up on instant messenger That's and just, right. you know, watch them get puzzled. So. All right. Anyway. Uh, so right. B- before we get into the movie, I was uh, going to run through some movies. Next week oh, yeah. is uh, the mummy, obviously, which is giganticness. And yeah. not only is it getting a giant push, uh, they just released some new images. And I think it was, yesterday yeah um and they're up on areyouscreen.com if you want to go look at a bunch of what you pictures think? of the mummy uh you know they're cool as far as images you know, getting some images go <laughs> yeah they don't really reveal a lot and so they're yeah. they're very like careful images sure. right where right. they're not gonna show you what the scares <laughs> this are is something else whatever. you said about wonder woman what? Why? You were like, I, there are a bunch of images, oh, but it because, looks like she's... Because they, for Wonder Woman... This was hilarious. They revealed hundreds and hundreds of pictures. <laughs> and you look at the pictures and it might be like five different movies. It was crazy. It was, and awesome. it was like, they're on horses in the woods. Yeah. And then they're in like the little towns. And there were some pictures that some of the images for Wonder Woman I thought were hilarious yeah. because they looked like... <laughs> They had just taken a whole bunch of old World War One pictures yeah. and stuck Wonder Woman in them, right? <laughs> with I her think suit that's great. on, and it was it was it was bonkers. It was like, what movie is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of weird. But um, anyway, the Mummy, and uh, you know, the big new push for Universal has now decided that they want to have a dark universe mm-hmm. so they can compete that poster, with superheroes. That poster right? sucks. It looks like some. Japanese original horror film that Americans are remaking again. Have you seen that new one? Like it just no. looks atrocious. Yeah. Like I don't even know what that's supposed to be. Uh anyway, so that means that th- there's a lot riding on the mummy now. Yeah, um, right. Because it better be really good and people better really like it because now we've apparently got like 10 different movies <laughs> in the pipeline. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's uh, already like Bride of Frankenstein has yeah, right. people attached to it and you know god knows what's going to happen with all those and you know Werewolf and right. uh, I don't I don't even know Creature from the Black It'd be creature. Moon. Yep. I mean Universal Universal had Dracula all, the Werewolf whole setup. They're trying Frankenstein. Universal basically is like let's start over. Right. Like right. Our, our whole company will retcon our whole system. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. We'll go back to the 40s and <laughs> Right. We got an Abbott and Costello movie coming. <laughs> exactly. You know. That'd be good. Uh, okay. Anyway, but next week also is uh, my cousin Rachel, which is yeah. uh, Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Yeah, Weiss. 
uh, and Ian Glenn from Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. And it's a remake of a movie that, like, I think was from the really <laughs> early 70s. It didn't need one. Um, yeah. And it's a really odd book. Yeah. Um, it, it's actually a cool story. It's it's weird. It's not surprising that nobody wanted to remake this for a long time because it's a weird story. It ends weird. Hmm. It's, uh, it's Sounds great. It's very. It, <laughs> this it, sounds. This sounds captivating. No, it, no, it it's a good book though. Is yeah. the thing, and it's one of those books where it's, you're like, I don't know. On. Do movie audiences really want this or whatever? Because it's very slow and yeah, people talking to each other. No one wants a to lot. see that, right? We right. want people to, things to blow up right. anyway. But it could be a really good movie. Yeah. Um, it's just that it's difficult to suck people into it. Right? Yeah. It's not right. like it's going to get it's, a big marketing push yeah. or whatever. Anyway. Um, also next week is Megan Levy, uh, the movie about the army officer and her dog. Oh yeah, who yeah. saved all kinds of people. Yep. The whole thing. I think that actually used to have a different title at one point, but anyway, it's now right. just called her name. Right. Uh, and then there's also next week is Beatrice at dinner. By the way, some of these things may not be in theaters. Some of them may be like Netflix or Amazon yeah. or DVD or whatever, but they come out on these days and they're kind of big interesting things beatrice at dinner looks really cool it's selma hayek uh john lithgow connie Britton, chloe zevney and uh <laughs> it's it it's a weird weird uh movie where it's basically uh rich people one of them uh meets and comes to know selma hayek's character and it's basically like sort of a liberal uh, Hispanic goes to dinner with Donald Trump. Right. It is right. like more or less what the movie is about. Yeah. Uh, but it looks interesting and fun. And John Lithgow in this kind of role is uh, something to watch out right. for. Um, right. So the week after that, on the 16th, Rough Night comes out. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's Scarlett Johansson and a bunch of hilarious women that right. I can't remember all their names uh, accidentally kill a male stripper. Right. <laughs> on their on their big night out. They all went to college together. They get back together to have like, you know, revisit their youth or whatever and have a wild, crazy night. Right. And the male stripper accidentally gets killed and then hilarity ensues. Right. Uh, and then also Cars 3 is uh, on the 16th. So, see, that's already like taken up a lot of your we saw space. The, we saw the theaters, first right? trailer for that. I saw the first trailer for that yep. at Wonder Woman just like a couple days ago. Really? I hadn't seen anything oh, for it. I've been seeing that a lot. <clears throat> and yeah. it, I I was blown away by that trailer. I thought yeah. it was great. I it, thought it was it, super, it, it super looks, exciting. It looks very cool. And it's weird. Um, to hell, it came because out, comes out a week later. Like, I, I'm psyched. It really is kind of th this weird, like, come full circle. It really is. Adventure, yeah. right? Now mm -hmm. he's the older guy. Yep. And we're apparently going back to Radiator <laughs> Springs to yep. relearn how I, I to be smart. I thought it looked great. Right? Looks so much fun. Yeah, it does look really cool. Um, so there's that. There's a movie, uh, 47 Meters Down, which I think is kind of hilarious, but it's Mandy Moore, Claire Holt, and Matthew Modine. And it's basically two girls get trapped in the cage 
uh, a shark cage. to go see yeah. sharks. They go on a boat where you get to go in and look right. the sharks, and then like the cable snaps or something, yeah. and they fall. Yep. And now they're just trapped there, running out of air. And I don't know. And the it, sharks are real hungry. I don't know how you get a whole movie out of that, but uh, this it, is like one of those genres, and isn't it always like open water or yeah, yeah. shark bait or something and good luck getting me to sit for 90 minutes right. out of that but it, they're trying yeah it's one of those movies where basically it has to happen in real time yeah right right because, because have what, other hours time, what other time is yeah. there <laughs> and <laughs> right. then yeah. you're thinking like what can they do right for 90 minutes i mean i'm scared right i'm still scared <laughs> That shark looks hungry. It's like, okay. You know, he's looking I hungrier. I don't know. Maybe it'll be awesome. Yeah. Um, then still on the 16th, you've got uh, Once Upon a Time in Venice, and I'm not sure what the release of that is, so I'll just, fair warning, throw right. that out. But it's uh, got Bruce Willis, Jason Momoa, so Aquaman, who yep. is in like 18 movies between now and Christmas, I think. Right. <laughs> um, right. Famke Jansen, John Goodman, a- Adam Goldberg, and Cal Penn, and Bruce Willis is an L.A. detective uh, seeking out the ruthless gang that stole his dog. Doesn't this sound like yes? You it know, does. John Wick. <laughs> no, and this is the worst thing: John Wick, Keanu. Yeah, because obviously Keanu it Reeves does. was in it. But I'm like, every once in a while, they put things into production at the same time, whether they know right. or they don't know. Right. This one's like a year too late. I hope it's great, but yeah, good luck though. That, and it's not uh, be great. and then still on the sixteenth is the Book of Henry. <laughs> it's uh, Jacob Tremblay, Naomi Watts, Sarah Silverman, mm. and really a bunch of other people. And I know very little about this movie actually, except yeah. that Jacob Tremblay is supposed to be awesome in it, and he is some odd kid in a suburban town. And I don't know too much about the movie but yeah. it, it actually cool. looks kind of cool then uh then we get the 21st is transformers right <clears throat> so everybody wants to see that buy yep. your tickets now uh and the 23rd because transformers has like this early release but the 23rd then we've got the bad batch mm-hmm. which is a movie that i think has an odd number of people talking about <laughs> <laughs> but that also <laughs> has jason momoa in it and Keanu Reeves. See? And Jim Carrey, Giovanni Ribisi, and Suki Waterhouse. And it's the dystopian love story in a Texas wasteland in a community of cannibals. Yeah, that just sounds like so, Mad Lib. So get know, ready for right, that. Right? That's, that's, hey, <laughs> hey, great. Awesome. It's, it's going to be awesome. Might be great. Uh, then we jump to the 28th, and it's Baby Driver, oh, which God. is... Uh, People can't stop talking about that movie. What? Yeah, I haven't shut up about it. Why? <laughs> what? You love that movie. No, I hate the I this dumb name. Every, and everybody, everybody knows that movie, and everybody's in that movie. Does it ever so. feel like maybe it's me? I I actually don't mind him when he's in things because I think uh, Elgort's Ansel's been really good in the stuff I've seen. Right. But it just feels like his career is being so marionetted and produced. 
Like, you've got to be in this, and we're going to push you now because you're the new thing. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, he just feels so forced upon people. Yeah. Well, he feels forced upon me. I feel like it's such a, just let it happen. If he's talented, he'll be good. But stop putting him on the poster of everything. Yeah, I, just, I feel like. really produced. You know, I do kind of like him too, but I he does sort of feel like there's some kind of teen magazine yeah. that is in like control like of group. his career. Like, he signed yeah, a weird contract at a young age, right? He signed some weird contract where he's stuck for like 10 more years. Right, right. That's and, how it feels. I'm just so sick of seeing and, stuff like and that. And yeah, there, there's like some teen magazine has God. control of him. But anyway. But the name Baby Driver, uh, I mean, that just sounds like something, like an animated film Alec Baldwin should be I don't even voicing. care if it's good. Just right. if that's the name, it's like three points off the review got, for I was just, that name. I was just going to say, it's two down for me. It's at eight, the best it can be. So... All right, and then uh, on oh, the 30th, God. because Baby Driver also has the early release craziness, so on the 30th, you get The Beguiled, which is a Sofia is Coppola movie Oh, yeah. that she just won Best Director at, at Cannes yeah. for, the uh, second female director, and the last one was in like 63 or right. something for a Russian movie or right. whatever. I don't remember what it was, but... Um, and that is Elle Fanning, Nicole Kidman, Kirsten Dunst, Colin Farrell, and it's uh, it, it's it's really weird that there's this other movie that comes out on the same day called The Little Hours. Have you heard of that movie? No. So The Little Hours is uh, it's got a lot of people too. It's Allison Brie, James Franco, Aubrey Pol- Aubrey Plaza, John oh, C. Riley. Yeah. Fred Armisen. That's it's, the nuns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. the nuns. It's this really crazy movie yep. with the nuns where <laughs> it's in like medieval times right. and some servant runs away and tries to kind of escape to sanctuary at <laughs> this uh, nunnery yeah. or whatever, where it's like the nunnery of like the crazy nuns or right. like the nuns right. who have like emotional problems or yeah. whatever it is it's like the nunnery where they send the nuns they've been held back the, you know yeah <laughs> that, they're they, gonna... that they don't want to deal with yeah. and he stumbles in right and the beguiled which comes out <laughs> on the same day is a civil war movie where colin farrell plays a guy who uh, like wanders into this uh, whatever this place is i don't yeah. even know it's like some you know giant house where they have all these girls who have been <laughs> kept away from the world. Right. And, I say we back to back these films. They're like the same yeah. movie. Right. <laughs> Just, Comedy and sadness. So I don't know. It looks it they both actually look really good. But then also on the thirtieth is Despicable Despicable Me Three and yeah. The House. So Despicable yeah. Me Three, we all know the house is um what's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell craziness about yeah gambling problems right. or right. whatever it is. I don't even know. Um, that is a movie, uh, to me, even though it's not, it's not till the end of the month, but that's the movie for me that I'm confused about not hearing about the most. Yeah. You got Will Ferrell in a big movie and I've barely seen a trailer. Right. And you know, I just don't know the marketing, uh, for the last few months has been weird. There've been several movies all over that you feel like you barely heard about right. it until you get there. Right. And that's one of them. I don't know what they're going to do now. Maybe there'll be a big push. Yeah. But it's like Transformers is coming out. So everything that comes out near Transformers, everyone's going, eh, why market? Like, right. You're either going to Transformers or you'll find us. Right. <laughs> like, I don't, I right. don't know. Um, 
But a Will Ferrell movie, you would think. It's and still pretty that's big. that's also got someone else. I can't remember. Amy Poehler. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amy Poehler. You'd think between the two of them. They would draw they could some ads. Ad. <laughs> <laughs> they should be getting some yeah, screen time. All right. Anyway, um, that's enough babbling that's not Wonder Woman. So, so that's our month. Uh, Wonder Woman, yeah. Um, but there are a lot of, you know, if you just stick, with, if, okay. if you just stick with the biggest thing mm-hmm. each week, you're going to miss a lot of cool stuff. So Right. right. And you, if Transformers isn't your thing, maybe you need something else to see. So. Now I can't wait to see the little hours. I just want to see I the crazy nuns in the desert. Cool. You know, right. that, I mean, that sounds great. And especially great. with uh, Alison Brie and right. Aubrey Plaza as yeah. <laughs> nuns. And I'm sure I'm missing some people. They're going to have to have the, a few nuns. Do you see, speaking right. of Alison Brie, and, and do you see the new uh, Glow trailer? No. It looks... Strangely fun. It Allison Brie looks good yeah, in it, and it's, it's got Mark Maron. I like Mark Maron, and he looks perfectly cast, which is maybe sounding insulting, but uh, <laughs> it, it's true. Uh, yeah, uh, that yeah. One, she that looks one busy look all of a sudden. General, she looks busy all of a sudden yeah. in general, just like Jason Momoa, who seems to be in everything every week. He so is. he's all over the place. Yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, so Wonder Woman. Uh, since everyone is dying oh, yeah, we, to know we what we think thing. about it, yeah. right? Uh, I'm dying to know. Yeah. So now you changed your uh, prediction. I don't know, but I am uh, pretty solidly seven and a half on this one. So that's pretty close. I was at seven for you. Uh, this is the week that you love it because I'm at seven and a half. Oh Jesus Christ! I almost, I almost put it. I'm to gonna eight. make you go first from now on because you love that's that. I, this, <laughs> I that's why I started writing them down so I could just show it to you and go look. Uh-huh. I really um, wanted to be higher though. Uh, I had a look, good time. The in first the movie. hour, I was higher. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't any. I was never any higher than. Eight, eight and a half. Yeah, I was kind of thinking you for know. a while. Um, I think like maybe a half hour, forty minutes in, I was like, "Man, this could this could be really this could solid, be really, like really great, serious." Yep. Yeah, and it, for me, like some of the stuff that I told you, real quick, um, it is fun, and and I'm happy that it's getting all the success that it is because you know it will it will turn around and cuz DC <clears throat> needs it. It DC really needed it. If this was bad, man, that's it. That <laughs> we'd be reading about studios burning, but um it's really great to see the reaction that it's getting. It's really funny to see the uh <laughs> this sort of conflict that is arising from like the shows All just for women. These things, things are hilarious. Yeah. But okay, for the film itself Despite the the very first scene, which was a little weird, um, once it starts and it's it's close enough to the comics um, and the history that I remember, it's fun and it's interesting and it's kind of pretty and it's engaging. The longer it goes, and it's wow, I forgot. It's two hours and twenty one minutes, and thankfully there wasn't anything at the end, so we got out at right, like two ten. Right. Because I mean, the credits these these had to be like Titanic credits. There right. was everybody working on it. I felt that the longer the film went past the first hour, the less it was enjoyable. Yeah. And all the stuff that they did right in the first hour, though not everything was right, I actually had some some problems fairly early on with it. Um, they were just these things that I feel like Patty Jenkins, who directed it, it, she kind of inherited it. Like, I don't think they were necessarily her problems. I thought they were just stories and studio execs giving notes and, you know, we need a little forced sexual humor here. Right. Some dumb things said here. Nothing was terribly out of character. It just didn't 
it was it was almost as a blockbuster too loose in its own reins to be tightly controlled and if it was more tightly controlled i think it would have been more solid right you know but it it, it was it was oddly that first hour is really fun it was oddly um wandering in yeah. a sort of way yeah that I, yeah and trying too hard at the same and, time uh, yes. which is not something you run into a lot right, right. you you're pretty right. solidly either one or the other yeah. But there there was a lot especially as you get closer to the end where um you know it had some great stuff and it had really good action scenes. We got I I think I should say uh, I love action movies. <clears throat> yeah. But then I usually hate action movies. Right. Like <laughs> I love right. I love action movies theoretically, but especially recently like you know the last 15 years or 10 or 15 years (laughs) yeah in the history of movies right Right. um you know what being an action movie means is just not the same and so when you get a really good one and you have like the original avengers which is why superhero movies are doing so good i think because they're the only decent action movies yeah right uh, because there just is a thing now where it's you know it's very transformersy it's very michael bay well, I could blow up more crap than you mm-hmm. or, oh yeah, well, mm-hmm. I could split the earth in half and, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> right. It's just, um, it's just like nonsensical, right? Yeah. Um, and this one, I really liked all of the action scenes except at the very end. Right. But for the whole movie, I, it, and it kicks off fairly quickly with an action scene where they're doing this fight on the beach yeah. uh, against the Germans and stuff. And even that was really cool. And I was really surprised that that was cool. When you see that coming right. and you go, now this is obviously going to happen. I was like, oh God, this is going to be so dumb. Right. And it's just going to be, <laughs> yeah. who knows? But I just, I was so scared when that was coming. When you, when you see that they're going to actually break through the barrier and find the magic island and right. there's boats full of Germans, I was yeah. like, this is going to be dumb. Yeah. And then it wasn't. And then. <laughs> There's a later one where we're in the trenches and Wonder Woman charges across the trenches where mm-hmm. she starts climbing the ladder and I'm going, this is going to be dumb. <laughs> and then it Here was it pretty is, good. the dumb one. That uh, was pretty good. And then it was pretty good. And I, um, I'm i not sure so much about, you know, destroying the whole top of the church tower. <laughs> right. That <laughs> like was, it's funny when that happened, bullet, I was like, oh, okay. That yeah. was a little much. But in general, that whole scene, I was really surprised that they're... You know, they're fun and they're clearly superhero-y mm-hmm. or whatever, but right. but they weren't ridiculously over the top. You know, she wasn't just kind of scooping up half the field with her shield and throwing it at people or just doing right. like goofy, nonsensical things. Right. Or, you know, just walking right into a thousand machine guns and her arms are just that fast or, right. you know, whatever. Right. I mean, right. it just, it, it, that opened one, to the door for some real goofy stuff and dodged. Yeah. You that, know? And that, so that battlefield really cool. scene was the one I felt that probably could have been the tipping point to be really, really mistaken. Like, cause you're right. They could have made that. They could have made her win that fight so many bad ways. You know, she's just right, hurling right. things or she's just, you know, deflecting a billion bullets, all focused. Like that would have been bad. She actually was just a shield. You right. know, and then dug in and moved forward and, you know, bought everybody time. And I got the sense that even though she's been trained her whole life to be effective and powerful, 
that she was kind of learning, oh, this is how this world is going to fight and I'm going to learn. Right. And because you, it almost is like when she's bearing down and taking all the blows behind the shield, you kind of see her going, this is all they've got. Right. Okay. Now I just got to move a little. And, I, you know, she's putting it together. And I thought the same thing. I thought this is going to be one of these cliche, it's been 20 minute, we need to fight scenes. I, I kind of like that one. Right. You know, I like that. The Amazon, I I get all the reasons why they had to do each of the battles too. And that first one, I had, I mean, this was this was the downside for me. I was thinking too much about the movie. You know, there's a guy dressed as a German, amongst other men dressed as Germans, shooting the Amazons, and they're laying waste to many of them. Some right, are some right. of them are getting killed. Some of the Amazons are getting killed because they got bullets, and all you've got are you know arrows. Right. But no one, no one smacks Chris Pine around at all. Even though he's carrying a gun, looks like the guys that are killing my sisters. And wait, I got a sense that he's good. I'm gonna not touch. You. I'm like that guy would be eating his teeth. Like, <laughs> but from this moment on, like it's weird. Like, and it's not. I didn't feel like it was nitpicky or about Chris Pine. But they do these dumb things right when I'm having fun, and it makes me. It made me step out of it and just think, like, why did you do that? Right. That was just so easy. Um, but anyway. Anyway, so uh, in case anyone doesn't know, right, the yeah. uh, way the story goes is we watch Diana really quickly um, go from being born. Like, yeah. I mean, she's like really little, yeah. and then she grows up, and like there's, she was six there's and this whole thing about uh, not wanting to train her versus no, we need to train her because the Amazons are on this island that Zeus created so that they would have a place to live that people couldn't find them. And, uh, and then, (laughs) and then much, much like every undiscoverable Island that ever gets found, uh, during the war, someone accidentally goes there. Um, Right. Just like, (laughs) just like in King Kong, just like in King Kong. Uh, You you can't get to that Island unless you accidentally get there because you're in war. That's a treacherous place on the map. You, you go left, you hit paradise (laughs) Island, you go right, you're on skull Island. I mean, right. You don't want to fly in those waters anyway. And so finally she grows up and, and what happens is we get to the point where, uh, World War One is happening. Chris Pine is trying to escape on a plane. Germans are following him on boats. He flies through. He crash lands. Yep. Diana saves him. And uh, when he is there as the outside influence and tells her what's going on, she decides that she has to leave and go find out what's going on and stop the war because... Right in their own personal mythology of what they think is happening in the world. Um, Ares is out there and he has killed all the other gods. Right. Uh, including Zeus. Uh, right. Within how this works here, but he's still out there and he's still trying to kill all the people. Right. Because that was, that was the war that started. Yeah. Zeus made the people. Ares wanted to kill them all. I don't know. It's all yeah, so, it's yeah. all so it's, it's a very liberal way of. So she thinks that she's going to go out to where humans live, yeah. where she's never been and doesn't know anything about what's going on, and find Ares and kill him, and then everyone will be nice to each other, right? <laughs> and the war will end, and everything will be happy. And, you know, hilarity ensues. Chris right. Pine's got to go back to his commanders. And, right. and uh, meanwhile, what's actually happening in the war is that uh, this certain uh, female scientist is creating the super gas. Oh, Dr. Poison. Yeah, Dr. Poison is creating the super gas <laughs> at the behest of one of the yeah. German 
generals, right? Um, who is a psycho anyway, yeah, right? Uh, but she's making a gas that basically will uh, get through gas masks. So right, it's like the right. it's like the gas that doesn't care if you have a gas mask on. Right. And that will kill everyone and hooray. Right, right. <laughs> and as though that's somehow a good thing. Um, so it's at the time when they're about to sign the armistice. Uh, everyone's actually on board with signing the armistice, armistice except this one general. Right. Because he's got the gas. Yeah. And uh, so he kind of goes on his merry killing spree ways. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Dr. Poison has also created <laughs> this weird serum that he inhales and then is super powerful for some limited amount of time. So he has to keep doing it. Right. uh, So that at the end he can have a battle with Wonder Woman and have some kind of a chance. Right. So he can like sniff the stuff and yeah. And then fight her anyway. So that's basically what happens. Um, And like you said, I, I feel like there's something around the first 40 minutes or the first hour or whatever it is where it's all actually very cool. When she goes back with him, and then uh, they maybe slightly overplay her how naive she is about the world. This is a big how, problem I had. And how much a point we want to make out of it right. versus how what things we want to you know leave off. Right. You know, um, I don't know. Cars happen, and she's amazed, and she right. doesn't know how doors work. And, right. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. whatever. Um, so all this, they have to play around with a lot of that, and. She basically thinks that she, you know, take me to the war. That is right. <laughs> is like right. her line. Like there's a place you can go and it's just, this is the war. Yeah, right. And here's the guy. Now go punch him out and then everyone will War's live over. happily ever after. Yeah. And, you know, they, they meet up with some people who, you know, they get ordered not to go. Right. But they're going to go anyway. So Chris Pine has to get some backup so that we can have some side characters who... You know, somebody can be the funny guy and somebody can be the right. crazy Scotsman. It, it looked like a bad because if joke. if you don't have a crazy Scotsman. A, a, a Scotsman, <laughs> a Native American, and an Arab going right. to the woods with a superhero. Like, right. this is, you know, this is a joke just waiting to be told. But Yeah, anyway, so, and then, you know, ultimately, battles happen. Stuff happens. And, you know, yeah. whatever. And, you know, for me, when it started getting not good, mm-hmm. uh, I think was when it, it almost had too many stories to tell. It had too much stuff yeah. that it was trying to go through. <laughs> and at the same time, you got to have these characters just talk about themselves for a while. Right. And so it kind of just all broke down in, it just seemed like, oh my God, we haven't done this for a while. So now have an excuse for someone to talk and yeah. have an excuse for like Diana to look really hot so that right. Chris Pine can go, Wow, wow, you're you really hot. hot right? Yeah, right. And it's weird because how you connect the first half of the movie with the second half just was kind of odd. And yeah. and for me, it felt like, um, like you said, the closer it gets to the end, the more it kind of goes downhill. I don't know if it really like kills itself or becomes horrible or else I wouldn't, no. I wouldn't have rated it as high as I right. did. Right. But it really feels like... The, a, it gets to a point somewhere where the people making the movie don't really want to anymore. Yeah. Like we're just like, like as soon as, as soon as like lightning starts happening, it's like, we just threw up our hands and went whatever lightning because it's kind of dumb. I was re- I really wish this movie would have ended, um, 
you know, it's not Hollywood and it's doesn't sell movies, I guess. And whoever has the money doesn't think this is how things should work. But, um, and I don't know if it's a secret or spoiling things or whatever, but she's supposed to be like the weapon that kills Ares. Right. I was kind of hoping she would just kill him. Right. She would just go up and go, guess what? Yeah. (laughs) Like if Zeus makes a weapon specifically to kill Ares, that shouldn't be hard. Yeah. That should be pretty easy. That's kind of like, game over right gas i don't know right. it, but it's like oh wait let's have some super lightning thing and then you know what i really didn't like about the ending and mm. it's so out of the movie and unfair probably to not like the movie because of it yeah but the movie basically makes wonder woman immortal yeah and i mean absolutely unkillable i don't care what you come up with in what other movie you put her in i yeah. mean justice league is like a joke now because right. she's in it right? right she can just walk around to whatever she wants to do and just kill anything sure doesn't matter what your bad guy is superman at least had kryptonite she can't be killed you know. except by another god and there aren't any left yeah so it doesn't matter what you do now yeah. i don't yeah. know so it's I don't even know if that's supposed to be the real mythos of Wonder Woman because I don't really know Wonder Woman to that extent. But that was just weird. When Ares said that, I was like, well, wait, what? Yeah, you can't be be throwing those lines out because now you've created big problems. But, you know, who's paying attention? No one. Look, lightning. (laughs) No one cares. You know, the the stuff that it does well, it does really well. And then it just kind of feels like at – at some point, it's not just like sliding downhill. It just is sort of ebbing and flowing because there are moments with Chris Pine and Gal Gadot where I thought, you guys are really working this. This is this is good. This is effective. And then there's more than one occasion where he just has to be a dude right, and he right. just is like, wow, you're really hot, you know? Right. And, and it's good to see, you know, and I think there is some call for this to give Patty Jenkins, who's the director, some praise for not over-sexualizing something that people just over-sexualize. Right. Wonder Woman is almost never shown sexily. She's almost always shown empowered, you know? Right. And there's there's that difference where she's climbing the ladder to go up and all the guys would be checking out her butt. Right. You know, that, that scene is never there. Even if men are men and animals are animals, like it's just never there. It's never a consideration Yet they still go for like the cheapest of like sex talk and sex jokes. This whole scene of her coming in to tell him that they're not going to free him and he's bathing naked and, you know, she's got all these questions about him. Like, are you average? Right. You know, that felt so forced and distracted and added on after the fact that it was a detriment, you know. And there were several of these scenes, though... I didn't find any of them actually comedic, but I understand that there are people who are going to. The culmination of all those scenes and the disappointment of the actual last 20 minutes of the end is really what brought it down for me. Because it's if you fix those little annoying scenes, you take out all the stuff that just doesn't make any sense that for me, I'm too distracted. Like there's there's a scene later where uh, Chris Pine has infiltrated this dinner party for Nazis. Right. And she's going to go in and she does so in kind of a clever way, which is kind of neat. And nobody, this room full of German soldiers and executives and bad people notice that she has this incredibly long sword right. in her back. Right. Uh, tucked, tucked between her very open dress. 
and she's dancing and the bad guy, the head bad, well, I guess Ares is the head bad guy, but Danny Houston dances with her, puts his hands upon the sword and is <laughs> right. spinning her. And I'm like, guys, this is a room where you're going to fight, right? Like clear this out. I guess everyone brings a sword in their evening sure. gown, you know? I'm watching this and I'm still thinking minor, minor problem. But after 11 or 15 or 30 of these, right. what are you doing? Then it gets, then it this gets is a pretty stupid. But and, and, and you know, for me too, that was like one of the moments when she has the dress on Yeah, where it, it almost became uh, a moment that would kind of pull you out of things because like she has this dress on where she's basically completely covered. Right. Then she's allowed to kind of be charismatic right. and stuff, right? And and she really is, actually. She like, is. She's very charismatic. Yep. And it's like there's something about the movie or whoever's in charge or whoever's too scared to let her be just charming right. if she has less clothes on. Right. So the whole movie kind of works like that because for a lot of the first part of the movie... She for like the first half, she's allowed to be like just charming and yeah. like you know say kind of like clever witty things and have the camera on her for a long time because right. she just is very charismatic as a person. Yeah, but you get to the second half of the movie where mostly she's wearing just her outfit, her right. official you know Wonder Woman ness. Right, and then all of a sudden she's not allowed to do that anymore. Right, because she would have to be doing that while we can see a lot of her body. Right, so now she's not allowed to just be charismatic. And right. I'm watching the movie going, I feel like this is actually anti-feminist. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. if she's if she wears the thing, then all of a sudden it's like we can't talk to her or else. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what right. right. If if she if we have her do anything wearing that she mm. that she's being too provocative right? right and I'm like whatever but that but we throw the dress over it real quick sure now she's allowed now to she talk again, again right right now yeah. she's allowed to it's it's a straight yeah and I noticed it too it's a very strange weird like decision they feel they had to make and you you don't have to make that decision right just let it go you know the, there's stuff that. It's weird. Like, if it's a superhero film, I feel like it's okay to compare to other superhero films. It's almost like taking the idea of Thor, which is a god in, like, the world, and making it seem weird that he doesn't know what a door is or what a car honking is. Right. And taking Captain America, who has to fight the Nazis to save the war. And somewhere in between there, the movie is at its strength and at its weakest, too, because it gets, it gets and understands the best parts of that stuff. But when it tries to amuse you by stepping out of what the narrative is, that's when I feel it missteps. Yeah. You know, it's, she's in London. We get it. It's smoggy. Chris Pine is like, it's always kind of like that. You know, it's not, and that awful, that cringeworthy, it's funny. I hate them. I hate the Marvel films because they put Stan Lee in just about every single one of them. Yeah. And I never want to see him again. I was hoping they were getting out of this film by throwing in all kinds of like little fan service things. But when Chris Pine, I don't know if it even mattered much, but He's like talking about Paradise Island, which is what they always said, but it's not really supposed to be called that. No Amazon ever calls it that. And I'm like, oh, God, why <laughs> did you have to do? Because it feels so unnatural yeah. in the dialogue he's giving. These scenes where his secretary's around and she's a fun foil because she's everything Wonder Woman isn't. Right. Wonder Woman knows she needed, her. She needed to be in it more. A little bit more. Not much more. I think and she could have like, like been in it more. I like seeing fun. her later when she was directing the operation. And, right, you know, and that whole thing was kind of interesting because she had a, 
I feel like if they'd run her too long, she would have gotten real thin in what she was able to yeah. do. But yeah, she was underutilized because she was actually kind of interesting. Wonder Woman knows her, you know, for three and a half minutes and gives her the God Sword. Right. <laughs> and I get like you can't walk around London with a sword, but this, you know, this is stupid. This is dumb it, storytelling. It, it, it was it was really silly that that happened, and you know, really what's I th- what I feel like is kind of crazy about that is. You have to think when you're making the movie, when you're writing the script and you actually get to the day when you're doing it and yeah. you decide whether or not what's in the script is going to be in the movie or whatever, yeah. you have to actually think that that does something mm-hmm. in order to have it in at all. Because really, um, what I hate are mistakes in movies that the fix is just it's obvious too obvious, right? Yes. All you have to do is just not have that scene. Right. You could just cut that scene right out. You don't need it. Then she just shows up later and she doesn't have it. No one's going to sit in the theater going, where's her sword? Who's been carrying it? Right. Yeah, right. What did we do with that? Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, we put it somewhere. It doesn't matter. Right. (laughs) It it, like, it magically shrinks. Who knows what happens? There was a. (laughs) It's not, you don't have to have this goofball scene where now you've got, you know, it's not bad enough. She's walking around with it. Right. You've still got the secretary walking around. And with I get it. it. I feel like she's they, still walking around they, with they, it. <laughs> they made that whole thing just so you could see this short, plumpier woman walking down London with a sword. Right. Like I feel like they're like, this is going to be great. Right. They think that that's really funny, and, and it's it, not only not funny. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's like just kooky. It's like demanding a scene that we see Indiana Jones go to the bathroom because right. he's got to. Right. You know, I need to know. Because people How does do. He do it? Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you're right. Just skip it. But again, not to rail on so much about the small stuff, because the big stuff that they could have screwed up, they thankfully didn't right. very much of. And and I agree. I think she's great. I think she's great in the role. I think, I think they pushed too hard, whether or not they had a time limit or not, you know, of her doe-eyed like naivete like it got real like i get it you're on you know you're on your island and you're being groomed to do all these things but if you don't know the difference of sometimes a bad thing happening for the greater cause and you're like we can't let any injustice pass you needed to study more right you know (laughs) i get it you can use the lasso and and that's another thing actually i kind of liked it because it's such a weird inclusion Anytime the golden lasso, the lasso of truth came out, I actually was okay with it. Yeah. Like, I thought I was going to be real schmaltzy. No, the lasso was pretty cool. And Chris Pine, the first time he's in it, you know, he acts like he's passing some bad Chipotle, right. you know, when he has to tell the truth. But it, it's it's pretty acceptable. Yeah, I feel like uh, the golden lasso itself is really good. And like you just said, his version of the gold yeah. of it was not really great. <laughs> and you know, I don't know if that's, if they're do this. Or yeah. Right. It, You're really I, I don't, I don't, trying, you know, I don't know if this is him or yeah. them or whatever, but it's like, it's still hurting you though. Like to resist. Right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> yeah, what? I really don't want to tell you. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that. That was a little weird, but right. the whole theory of it and how they did it. And yeah. when she, you know, brings it out later, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was cool. But see, for me, that's just makes more problem of yeah. uh, the sword and, right. and both the fact that she's got it in her dress mm-hmm. and the fact that 
we pass it off to the secretary because later right. on when the golden lasso shows up, it just shows up. Right. Yeah. She just has Nobody's it. got, yeah. Right. She just turns around one second yeah. and she's attacking somebody yeah. with it. We yeah. don't have to explain where it came from. Yeah. It, you know, it's just superhero magic. You just have your weapons <laughs> on you or whatever. You, you don't need to, you don't need to show us where she's got like some secret pocket under whatever flap that she's carrying right. her lasso in. Like right. sometimes you can see it on her belt or whatever, but. Sometimes it just appears. <laughs> I, I liked her an awful lot. I liked her probably more than I thought I was going to, which is nothing against her or her acting, but more with just the fact that DC was doing a film. Right. And, I, and I said this to you uh, before, too. I feel like the film got two stars just because it didn't suck. You know, right. just because they didn't screw it up the way that they've been screwing just up all you're these going other things. Into it with- you know, I was really low, low on my expectations yeah. and to have so much fun and then to feel it gradually just slide away a little bit with a, you know, video game boss monster kind of fight that felt like some of the visuals, which was weird, they had in mind certain things that they wanted to do. There's a scene where she stands up and starts walking to the camera and I'm like, that was so overproduced because the yeah. world is on fire. I, I get it. But everything you've done up to now didn't look like that. A Why lot, of, do a that, lot of it does you know? look really cool, and then even that, there is like the last twenty minutes of it. As soon as we start talking to Aries, right? Yeah, right. Like from then on, it feels like somebody else made the movie. It does. It, it feels like that was very, already done. It looks really different. Yeah. Um, everything that's going on is really different. The battle that they have. Even if you don't want to have the really short battle that I want you to have, right? Uh, yeah, it still just goes into a whole like goofy world of yeah. having a battle, and it's kind of a problem of superhero movies for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Is um, it's it, it's funny because I watched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the original one, recently. Yeah. When, uh, you know, Barbosa and um, Jack Sparrow are having the sword fight at the end and and we and the reveal is made. Right. That Johnny Depp has taken the thing and now he's indestructible, too. And then they just keep sword fighting. Right. And then ultimately, even uh, Barbosa goes, well, what do we just do this forever now? <laughs> and then they just keep doing they it. Did, and, they do. And, they keep, yeah. and it's like they're both they both can't kill each other. And there was. There was a little bit of that to this fight, you yeah. know? It's like we both know that we can't kill each other, except, wait, I guess we must be able to kill each other right. because I killed all these other gods. Yeah. But there's no, there's no, I think, logic to what it is that would make another god kill another right. god or make them able to, except for weird giant lightning thing. Right. And then as long as we have a big enough giant lightning thing, well, then why was anyone doing anything else? Why why, why would was, you do any right, other things? Right. Why would they punch each other? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't make it... It would exactly. make sense for her because she, she doesn't, doesn't know what's know. going on. Right. But it doesn't make any he sense would for know. him. Yeah, he knows it all. What, what, right. Why would he be doing it? I, I, at some point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it again and that'll be fun because I'll be able to focus more on the stuff I liked and just know the bad stuff that irritated right. me came up. There. But I think I missed something very easy. I don't even know why Ares was disguised at all. Like that was just right. because he's in a movie and right. we needed surprise somewhere that makes no sense at all. And I mean, that's kind of forgivable because who wants to nitpick every little thing? I certainly don't. I'm happy that it's successful and that it is 
you know, fresh. It, and it, <laughs> you it's know, a, it's and that it is of, getting good reviews. Fun, it, it is, is fun. as much as uh, we've it tried to point out bad things because uh, I think and, we want to make sense of not saying it's ten, right? When we're going to say good things about it, but it was a lot of fun. And, I had a lot of fun. I with did this too. Movie. And I and I actually feel like saying the negative things isn't an attempt to bring it down. It's an attempt to try to reconcile why. Just they like you said earlier, they're the most egregious ones because they're so obviously fixed. Right. Leave it out; it doesn't make sense. Stop forcing something that already is working well. Just, you know, her and, whole thing of I like think all. I think all of the comedy was wrong. Everything that all was the comedy to be that funny, forced forced I comedy. Yeah, at least almost. Maybe yeah. if I watch it again, like Maybe. I'll go, yeah, that one's okay. But virtually every time they're trying to be funny, yeah. it's a mistake, yep. and the lines are wrong, and the dialogue is awkward. And it's almost like you said, they're trying to be a little bit Captain America because that yeah. worked. And they're trying to right. be a little bit, you know, whatever. Thor and whatever. And then they're trying, and then they're like, well, you know, Iron Man is making jokes all the time. Yeah. So we have to. We're going to do that. So that's part of the formula. You have to have like right. these funny lines come in all yeah. the time. And you don't actually. You really right? don't. You don't have to be trying. Or, yeah. you know, just be a little bit more realistic yeah you know this is a situation where there's funny stuff that can happen yeah and you've got diana prince just going with this world war one guy right there's comedy that can happen yeah. there that yeah. doesn't have to be trying to get you to laugh out loud or whatever without having her start talking about the nine volume treatise on yeah right sexual that she's pleasure written. or whatever that was just you know that was like that oddly was a little too similar to like talking to your parents about sex or right. something. It was right. just such an odd or them saying like we have to have the birds thing, and the bees right? talk. Here's some footage of your mother and I. Right. You know, you're like what? <laughs> right. What? Right. You know. So anyway, there are there are other nitpicky things. I don't have to bring them up. You don't have to bring them up. I still would tell anybody to go see it. Go have fun with it. It yeah. looks like if they can do things like and this just reinstills something that we've talked about before, which is I think the DC films will be okay as long as you keep Zack Snyder away from him. You yeah. know, so much of what seems to be problematic is his attempt to tell his version of them and that just doesn't work. Right. You know, right. so. All right, so that's Wonder Woman and uh, everyone's already seen it already anyway. It was a fun if, surprise. If I was actually kind of worried yeah, about the film. I, I you know, was really surprised. I was concerned. I, I had way more fun with it than I thought I was going to. Yeah, so. I, I went into this uh, thinking, I hope I get like a five. Yeah, me too. Five would be eight <laughs> right. on a scale of good. Yeah, and uh, yep. you know, the more I talk about it, the more I might go up to eight or something because I it could just tip. really was fun. It I'd really like was to see fun. it again, but um, but to have this, you know, after what you're yeah, right, what you're scared you might get. Oh yeah, um, not maybe what you're necessarily expecting or whatever, but what yeah. you're afraid you might get. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time, and uh, I kind of I kind of would be really interested to see a next one, right? So yeah. that is right. a major step up right she's there. Not going to, for everything she's not going DC. to, unlike Superman and unlike Batman, well, actually kind of like Batman, you know, she's not going to stay this wide-eyed and innocent right, right. and powerful. She's going to be more experienced and more seasoned and more dangerous, you know, more wise, more compassionate. That That's kind of interesting. That, right. that would be an interesting thing to see. That, potentially. Yeah, anyway. potentially. So, right. yeah, um, Cool. Next week, uh, The Mummy, obviously. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Um, keep sending us questions, yeah. responses, suggestions, whatever it is. And uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. 
Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.